Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I am your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? It's the off-season. I don't know. I don't know what's up. You tell me. What's going on? It is Did the something off-season. bad happen to Texas yesterday? <laughs> day before? It it did, and, uh, and we'll talk about it because it was Ooh. juicy. Love to see it. Hate to see it. Couldn't happen to a, to a, a better team, really. You just um, super regionals wrapped up last night. The field for Omaha is set. We'll talk about that briefly. Uh, see if you have any uh, passing interest in the tournament moving forward. Uh, some interesting updates from the baseball transfer portal. Um, of course I had to go on, on record and, and, and point out a lot of these guys and say like, if they're uh you could build a base around around a, a team with, with some of these guys on the roster. And then, of course, the following days, they all hit the portal. So we'll talk about <laughs> that. Um, at least one of them. I don't know uh, how many of them, but I know at least one of them has already landed somewhere, which was quick. Doesn't doesn't sound like tampering at all. No, no not at all. No, zero contact before entering the portal. Yeah, for, that's for how that the, always works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no news in basketball, so we'll just we'll just leave it there. There, I mean, McCaslin hosted a camp, uh, so he's still alive, but uh, that's about it. No, no staff news. No, no recruiting movement. Uh, not that there was what, not there was any to be expected at this point because of the the off season period we're in, but. I think the biggest uh, movement, since of course we're focused on Wyoming and football, was the recruiting weekend that Joey McGuire had, and he had himself a weekend. Uh, somewhere between three and five commits from the past weekend. Hey, oh. On a weekend where you hosted the majority of your guys that were on campus this weekend were already committed. You had a handful of guys that came in and you were uh, not quite batting a thousand, but pretty good. We'll talk about that. Only one has publicly announced, but I have uh, suspicions on a couple of the guys. I'll share those names with you because they're not like it's, it's not a secret uh, about who was here and uncommitted and, and receiving all the love. And with the, the way that this recruiting staff tweets out teasers and, uh, celebrity sound alike names. Um, 
you could put the pieces together. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, a couple of commits, current commits to Texas Tech got a bump in their ratings from a three to a four star. We'll talk about that for a second. There was a Baylor player that hit the portal that got an immediate offer from Texas Tech. That doesn't smack of uh, tampering at all, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, and Just then, uh, instincts. Just good instincts. That's all that was. Previous relationships. Let's put it that way. Um, well, then we'll wrap it up with, with what do we learned. We're ex- excited. I don't know if excited is the right word, but uh, so we're going to be still, rec- we'll still be releasing episodes every week throughout the summer. Uh, but the schedule will look more or less like you'll have a, a current events, current topics uh, and recap type episode. And then you'll have uh off season type topic episode and they'll alternate every week. So next week's episode, we'll have a we'll have a handful of things to look at, namely r- the the rule updates and football for 2023. One of them I think could be really um, impactful, especially for teams like Texas Tech. Michael is uh, has been uh, patronizing patronizing. He's been a a patron of the Lubbock Matadors. We'll share some thoughts yes. and experiences on that. And then he's also been a fan of the motorsports. So yeah, huge, say. huge NASCAR at Lamar, 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 Lamar at a at the twenty four hour Le Mans. Big fan. And then we and then we've got some other 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 ideas on deck. Uh, I've got some ideas to watch all of the James Bond movies. <laughs> like Twenty five of them. I was about to say that is a commitment. <laughs> There's I don't a know, bo- but that's a full-time job. There's a there's a Blu-ray box set that includes all of them up until the, the last movie for like 80 bucks. I was like, that's not bad. <laughs> Get 24 movies for $80? I'd be the only one in my household that would watch it. But uh, there's I, I at least want to watch like the Pierce Brosnan ones on. You know, but I didn't never, give I, the Pierce Brosnan ones enough of a chance. I, I think... I should do that again. I think I've seen all of his, but maybe just once. I think the the biggest issue for for probably people of our age, Michael, uh, is that they came out with those really popular video games based on the Pierce Brosnan movie. So like it kind of felt like like there wasn't much of a of a 007 series before the Pierce Brosnan saga or era, and then it had like the games that went with it. So like those are kind of tied together, but like there was obviously like 40 years, 30 years of movies before we got to Pierce Brosnan. And oh, I'm very familiar. That's, that's why by the time Pierce Brosnan came around, I'm I'm like, well, this isn't Sean Connery. I'm not interested. I had yep. already caught all of them on TNT or TCM AMC. or yeah. Whoever was having a James Bond marathon randomly. Cause that happened a lot. Yeah, and in my house, that was that was one of the things that if there's a James Bond marathon on, dad was usually game for it. And so I was like, all right, yes, we're Goldfinger for the 14th time. Let's do this. I am. I'm psyched. Still one of the best. I mean, <laughs> dad, he did, he wasn't one to really buy. He wasn't like a big 
gift giver person. You know, I mean, he was, he believed in cash. He believed in, yeah, you know, lottery tickets and, you know, just kind of stuff like that. But I remember one Christmas randomly, he got me Goldfinger on DVD and, and it was in my Christmas stocking and I still have it. I'm like, yeah, this is, this was one of the best. It was very well thought out and we watched it a ton of times in, in college. But anyway, I know that's not even what we're going to talk about tonight. We could, we no, should move no, forward. That's just, <laughs> Sorry. That, that was just a, uh, a off season activity that I, I think I may, I may indulge myself. And when I, when I find some free time and I want to watch a movie, uh, I may, I may try to slog my way through the, uh, the James Bond movies. Cause like, they, there, there are so many of them that are, that are so many really, really good. And obviously you got Sean Connery that had a dozen of them. I don't, I don't know the exact number, but I don't know. I just, I just have this, this, this desire for whatever reason to go back and watch them. So that may be something that's, I, I start working my way through the summer. This was something I kind of wrote down last year at some point. Um, to, to try to get more of a love of baseball. I wrote down all these baseball movies I need to watch. Did you watch them? No, I didn't watch any of them, but <laughs> it is a very long list. I, I, I am, I did not realize how few baseball movies I've actually seen. So it's a ton. There, Maybe I'll work on that while you work on your bond movies and we can come back and, and, uh, you know, compare notes. <laughs> The problem is, is if you start talking about baseball movies, I want to like put the Bond movies on on pause and go watch those baseball movies. Um, I think out of any sport, at least in America, like baseball movies, like probably outnumbered everything else, and, and, and maybe combined, like you get a baseball movie to any other sport movie. Um, like you've got a handful of football movies, that's probably second. Um, baseball is probably just easier to film. Yeah. And less dangerous. Um, got a handful of, like I said, football, boxing. Uh, I, boxing probably. I bet there are, I bet boxing and baseball, those are neck and neck. That's, I, I didn't consider that. And Who knows? Like, I mean, there's five Rocky movies just right there. Boom. And then yeah. three Creed movies. No, there's six Rocky movies. There's 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 nine Rocky based boxing boom right there. There's nine. Yeah, and there's like Raging Bull and uh, uh, that's the one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. No, this was this was like from the 80s. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, I was adding to that. Uh, Raging oh, okay. Bull was De Niro, but yeah, there's De Niro. a boxing movie with Jake Gyllenhaal that I can't think of the name. Yeah, and Southpaw uh, maybe or something. And then there was the one with, uh, what's her face? Yeah, there's that one. There's also the one with <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah. So boxing and baseball, probably pretty close. Uh, not as many golf movies. Like you could like golf movies. I think you, you could, you could script in some, some pretty dramatic moments and control it. Like you can with baseball where like foot football with like, there's so many people on, on the field at the same time. Like that's probably more difficult, but how has Costner not been in a boxing movie? Because he's got baseball locked down, man. Well, and golf. Well, yeah, and Ten football is fantastic. Draft Day too. Okay, Draft Day was was actually really good. I I, I saw clips of that recently. I was like, I want to go watch it. And I I went to my movie collection. I was like, 
don't have it. Anyways, um, sorry. So many baseball movies for you to go. <laughs> Movie oh. corner. Um, I actually have a handful. Like, if you want to borrow them. Uh, yeah, like, I'll, I might send you the list I have. It's very extensive. Field of Dreams, For Love of the Game, Trouble with the Curve. Uh, I don't have it, but there's um, Shoot, A League of Their Own. Um, oh, that I have seen that one. Of all the Money, ones you mentioned, I've seen that one in A Field of Dreams. That's it. I haven't seen Moneyball. In Moneyball, uh, I've got that I, one. I haven't even seen The Natural. The Natural, I've got that one. Uh, haven't seen Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Um, that was the rookie. Nope. I've seen rookie of the year. We saw that in year. theaters, brother. Angels in the outfield. You saw those? that in theaters too. Okay. <laughs> anyways, um, Christopher Lloyd in it. <laughs> anyways, so we got we 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 got some plans for off season stuff since we we've got a couple months to get us through. Um. If you want to follow along with all of that nonsense, obviously you're listening to us now, but if you're not subscribed, do that on the channel where you get all your podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at 23Personnel, at PuntsSuck, and at Michael underscore LBK. And we're also very proud to be members of the Staking the Plains content network alongside Gambling Gauchos, Dinger Derby, Red Raider Dugout, Seeing Scarlet, um, and all of their fine work. So check out stakingtheplains.com and all those places uh, and then you'll be you'll be caught up on all, all of your, your Texas Tech athletics content that you could ever want let's um Michael let's uh, let's jump into baseball I, I for not having played baseball in like a week and a half we still have quite a bit to talk about and just like the the wrap-up like not of the season but just like what's next already so okay let's do baseball there's no distance too far for the perfect trip <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Left field, well struck, Desloni. Picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field. Looking for a second home run. And he's got it. Into his own bullpen. Perhaps he some time because all the two are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren. And into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven. I was um, <laughs> I was thinking about that again because every time I, I listen to one of those those uh, those highlight reels, I, I, I something pops up, and what popped up tonight was Josh Young. Dude is making a push for an All Star in his first full year as a starter in the major leagues, which is just fantastic. If you're not voting for him five times a day, what are you even doing? Um, you can vote for him for All Star. Uh, I believe you have to go to MLB.com to do so. Let me let me find out for so sure because I I've been slacking. I couldn't tell you exactly, um, exactly how to get there, but I'll look into it. Uh, I do know for um for at least third baseman. And not even like in in the American League, but of all of third base, when he's leading in several, if not all of the major uh, categories. Um, let's see, American League. 
Uh, yeah, you can go to MLB.com, and that is where you can vote for the All-Star. Yeah, so you ballot. go to... Yep, and then you, you can scroll down to to third base. You select one player per league. You can you can vote five times per day based on your email. Uh, Josh Young has the 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 best batting average of two eighty five. Has has let me double check. He's not first in home runs anymore, uh, but he was. Um, he's up there at least in RBI. His OPS is second by five thousandths of a point um so do you think if he got voted into all-star would would he then be eligible for the home run derby or does i don't think that would all-star to to be in the home run derby you think he'd be invited could possibly i would i would Um, imagine they may not invite him unless he was an all-star just because he's so young that's that's probably that's probably accurate um in terms of like guys that you could you could uh, compare him to at least with with stats like Nolan Arenado batting 285 same as Josh Young 13 home runs same as Josh Young Young's got 40 RBI Arenado's got 45 Young's hitting a 841 OPS Arenado's 827 so it's like you, you want to talk about like how he compares to best of the best he's he's right there literally or or you know ahead of them um the thing he doesn't have is name recognition like within the state of Texas, obviously, like people will know about him. Um, but he's going up against Alex Bregman uh, with, with the Astros, obviously. Um, LeMahieu from the Yankees. Um, Paredes from the, the, the Rays. Ramirez from the Guardians. Rendon from the Angels. Like there are guys with names on this list. Um, but if you look at their numbers... He's beating him out. Machado, uh, he's got better numbers than, than Manny Machado. He's got better numbers than Max Muncy. He's got better numbers than Austin Riley. Um, which is just it's just insane to, to see this and how he stacks up against like top tier A list talent in the MLB, and he's doing it better. So if you're not, you need to go check out MLB.com. Uh, go to the All Star vote. Uh, vote for him. You can do five times per day. Um, make sure that he gets through, man. It's, it's fantastic. All right. Transfer portal. Um, throw out everything I said about the base of the team that you could build upon because that's all going to change. <laughs> uh, and, and interesting enough, um, just because of how, how small media markets kind of work and just all this kind of stuff, um, Thetford and Ashby, who host a Saturday morning radio show, were, they were golfing together on Friday afternoon. And in the foursome that were playing behind him, them, was Tim Tadlock. <laughs> so on the golf course, like, hey, you should you should call into the show tomorrow. And they had a, a pretty decent interview with with, with Coach Tadlock. Uh, and they brought up not specific players, uh, but Tadlock brought up specific players. But they brought up the transfer portal. And if you haven't heard the interview, I, I would suggest you go listen to it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase some of it, uh, some of the the more interesting pieces that, that I, I picked up on. One of them was, um, you know, like his thoughts on, on, on the portal. And um, he didn't think that that the guys were leaving, at least in, 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 in his realm, the guys that, that were you know, looking at Texas Tech, that they were leaving. They were all out to chase money, but it wasn't all just NIL. Um, 
he, you know, like it sounded like, like he was very grounded and said, like, I, I think a lot of it comes down to the players having a different expectation of playing time or position than the coaching staff did. Um, and if they wanted to seek out more playing time or, a, you know, to be in the lineup in a different position or play on the field in a, in a different position, that was going to be up to them. Um, and then interestingly, interestingly enough, at least to me, that um, <laughs> he was asked about like, hey, if they hit the portal, like, like are, are you recruiting him back or is it like don't let the door hit, hit you on the backside? And he's like, once they hit the portal, like they're they're gone. Like we're not, we're not trying to get them back. <laughs> so the guys that are in the transfer portal, you can go ahead and just say they're not going to be back on the 2023 roster or 2024. Some of those names include uh, freshman shortstop Cade McGar. He played in a couple games this year. Uh, center fielder Jarrett Curtis. That was not so much of a surprise with Curtis since he was playing in his summer league team uh, while or at least really close to the time the Tex Tech was playing in the regional. He wasn't on the regional roster, which had to be cut down anyways. Um, but it looks like, you know, that was a, it wasn't just, hey, we need, we need to, to cut down on the travel roster. That was a, he's going to seek out opportunities elsewhere. Uh, right-handed pitcher, Andrew Devine. He was, he'd been here for a number of years and had played, but his role had, had been kind of in flux and his, his performance had been in flux. And, uh, it appears he's he's seeking opportunity elsewhere. Infielder and DH Ryan Brome, right-handed pitcher Jack Livingstone. He he did I think he had a he did pitch a little bit this year, but not not very much. One of the the bigger surprises, um, at least because I, I just didn't I I didn't expect it. It's not like when you put everything together that it's not a surprise. But outfielder, center fielder Dylan Carter, um, he had been passed by Gage Harrelson. Uh, at least offensively. We knew that was kind of a, a, an area of focus that he was trying to, to improve upon this year. Dylan Carter was his, his approach at the plate. He had, he had, you know, tried to add more power to his, his approach and, and he had hit more home runs this year than he had before. Um, but the combination of just his offense uh, with his stellar defense just wasn't uh, enough to keep gauge off of the field. And unfortunately that, that, you know, when he went down with it, with a broken wrist uh, and it opened up everyday playing opportunities for Gage Harrelson and center field, it was really difficult for, for Carr to come back from that. Uh, right-handed pitcher, Brendan Gurton, um, one of those guys that we had expected coming into the season to be a starter, um, had some starter appearances, um, at least early on, then, then moved into the bullpen, seemed to do really well in the bullpen. Uh, but then down the, down the stretch, on the later end of the season, uh, was just not somebody you could count on, count on. And he was, again, one of those guys when the roster cut had to be made to, to travel in the regional, he was a guy that was cut. Um, most recently, right-handed pitcher Dax Doffey entered the portal. Uh, you saw him a few times this year. Uh, you'd hope, you know, him for to stick around to, to provide some, um, bullpen depth. Um, but that won't be. So the biggest surprise, at least to me, um, was when catcher Hudson White announced he was hitting the portal or it was broken by uh, Kendall Rogers of D1 Baseball. But um, And he was the one since very quickly following his announcement that he was hitting the portal that he uh, has committed and will be going on to play to Arkansas. So congrats to him to to make that that leap. Uh, best of luck. I think when when 
Coach Tadlock brought it up. He specifically mentioned that Hudson White wanted to, to catch every day. And, and I don't know if it was like literally he wanted to, to catch every day uh, because um, Tadlock has shown that he's he's hesitant to, to have a guy back behind the dish three times a weekend. Um, and I, so I don't know if, if, if Hudson was, was like, I, I want to be there and, 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 and catch every game or if it was he wanted to be the, the main uh, catcher and looking at, at the roster, looking at, ahead at what, what may be uh, his competition going into next year, like that was not going to be his position. Uh, and he didn't want to move back into the infield. Like he wasn't going to be able to take, to take any playing time from Gavin Cash. We saw he, he did play Hudson White played some first last season when he and Stillwell were, were switching out behind the plate, Gavin Cash was not moving off at first. Um, White had played middle infield in high school, but um, that is mainly because that's where you put your best player on, on, on teams like that. So, you know, with, with hopefully Travis Sanders coming back from injury, he didn't play at all this year because he had that late spring injury that, that kept him out. Uh, he should be taken over third. Um, you may get guys like Will Burns may be able to, to play third um, or Tracer Lopez. Like you've got guys middle infield that, that may be able to move over to, to third uh, to, to provide that, to allow uh, Kevin Bazell to, to slide back behind the dish. Um, that's his, his natural position. Um, many thought that he was the best defensive catcher. Uh, you know, when, when things were going right, like he was the best at, at holding runners on or sorry, throwing runners out, uh, attempting to steal. Um, whereas Hudson White wasn't, but Hudson White had a great, uh, offensive approach, especially there late in the season. Um, that, you know, was, was huge in, in, in keeping him on the roster and, and, and contributing. Uh, you saw the huge home run that, uh, that, that really played up in the Big 12 tournament um, against Oklahoma State. He was, I think, what he was like freshman of the of the year for the Big 12 last year. Um, or at least, you know, in on that list, among those those names for that list, uh, that list of players last year. Um, but catcher next season, like if you've got Kevin Bazell and, and Dylan Maxey back there, like... Like I would, I would probably take both of those guys ahead of Hudson White. I would have tried to find a spot for Hudson White. Um, but if, if really, like, if it came down to White said, "I want to play catcher every day," or "I want to be the the, the main catcher," and then looking at like, well, our plan is to play Bazell and and Maxi, then yeah, it, it makes sense for him to, to to seek out playing time elsewhere. But those are the guys in the transfer portal as of now. You haven't had any any news of commits from the portal. Uh, lots of intriguing names around the country have hit the portal that you would love to add to your roster. But once we once we start hearing of any of that kind of move, we'll, we'll share that. But Michael, you got any thoughts on on, on these guys? I, I I know guys like Magar and Curtis, um, Brome, even Livingstone, Dotty. Like they they had contributed, they had played a little bit. Um, but like like are you surprised any younger guys, or are you you surprised at Carter and White? Girton even? Uh, you know, a little bit. You're always surprised to see guys that played, uh, you know, quite a bit or were a substantial part of the team, If even if they weren't towards the end of the season. That always surprises me somewhat. But you, you know, we, we might question coaching decisions 
during during a game or pitching decisions or something. But on something like this, I'm just gonna kind of let it go because I feel like maybe there's some other conversations being had saying, hey, we're we're gonna move in this direction. If you were to stay here, there's a chance your playing time would decrease even more. Those type of things that you hear that you kind of want from your coach, if that's the case. Um, but it, it it's it's not a red flag or anything like that to me. But it does, yeah. To, to see Hudson White especially go to Arkansas or something that that one hurts a little bit. But um, I don't. I'm not. I'm not throwing away the season next year or anything yet. I mean, do you have a different take on it? Are you feeling a little bit more worried and/or concerned with some of the names you're seeing, or you just feel like there's legit reasons that they might do better elsewhere, and there's some young guys who can step up, or some other guys on the on the team? I mean, I think you outlined a lot of that with what you were saying. No, not really, because I. I think last year when you saw like a guy like uh or whenever it happened the last couple of years when Micah Dallas hit the portal to transfer out you're like whoa what's going on, um, you can kind of make a case and understand where like where all of these guys saw like my my role on this team has diminished and I if I want to play on a, on a you know more seriously or, or if I want to play more or get more playing time. I need to seek out like a different division or, or a team that's not just absolutely stacked in my position. Um, we're like this year. It's like, I don't like the Hudson white thing kind of, kind of surprised me at first. And I was like, but when you think about it, like Bazell should have never really been playing third base and he wasn't like a great third baseman, but he was the best available option to play third base and he's not a third baseman. So at first available opportunity, like he was going to shift back behind the plate and you did see them try to do that in the season but you just didn't, you didn't have a third baseman. Uh, and, and Bazell was just, he's just that good that he was able to, to, to translate that and to play everyday third base when, you know, he, he's a catcher. Um, so Gurton, I think like at the beginning of the season, had you told me that Gurton was going to transfer out after the season, I would have been like, well, what the heck's going on? But as things shook out during the season, no, not surprised. Carter, I, the same thing. I, I was probably the second most surprised name on this list. But when you look at like the way Harrelson came in and was able to do both, he played a really great defensive center field and had a just a better bat. He had a better bat in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, as a as a third year, fourth year player, whatever Carter is, like this true freshman passed you in his first year. Like you, you're not coming back from that, and I understand that. Um, divine, like, like you've seen his role shift basically every year. Like he came in and was doing high leverage innings. It was giving you like a closer type role and never solidified that role for himself. Jarrett Curtis, Cade McGar, um, Jack Livingston, like those are new guys to the roster. Um, Jarrett Curtis, I think kind of, kind of is a, is a head scratcher. Cause he was like, he was the one that has uh, the fastest on the team uh, up there with, with Gage Harrelson. I think there are spots to be had in the outfield, but um, you know, m- maybe his bat isn't, isn't up to snuff and that, you know, like there were obviously times when he couldn't break the lineup this year. Cause you know, if you're, if you're behind Harrelson and if you're behind Hester um, and behind Vulicic, like where are you going to break in and, and, and into the outfield? Right. 
um, Washburn before he, he got hurt. Like the outfield was, was pretty locked down everywhere you looked and there was, there was depth. Um, Hester never came out when Carter went down, Harrelson like shifted over from right field into, into center Washburn. Like when he's healthy, he was there, man. Like he's, he's a, he's a great right fielder. Um, but like there, there was opportunity, I thought next season for him to, to step up and do a, a role, but Cade McGar, the, the middle infield, like it felt like was stacked. Like you had so many guys trying to, trying to find a place to, to, to play it in there. Uh, with Lopez and Sanders and uh, Burns and Green, um, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. So, I'm less concerned with the transfer news this year than I was last year. Um, and it's a two race street, right? Like you guys, you get guys like Bazell and Gavin Cash and Nolan Hester coming into your your program through the, the, the transfer portal um, or guys like um, Ethan Coombs, um, Austin Green. I mean, uh, like junior college is not necessarily, like it's not the same kind of transfer, but like, like you get guys transferring in all the time that like are just really good. So mm-hmm. it works both ways. You want to wish these guys the best. Uh, I don't like Hudson White going to Arkansas, but, probably won't play them very much. So I don't want to see these guys, you know, in a, in a uniform on the field playing against tech, but I want them to, to go enjoy their baseball career and make the most out of it. If it's not going to be with tech, then good luck. Yeah. Go for it. All right. Uh, super regionals really quickly wrapped up this past weekend. Um, Michael mentioned, Texas losing. I want to start there because just hate to see it. Right. They fought their way back to tie it in game three. Um, obviously it was, it was a one, one series, uh, forcing a game three, um, bottom of the ninth. They have two outs. Stanford's up to bat two outs. They have runners on first and second, uh, Bowser who is, is like their bat. Um, he's like had multiple, multiple series in a row with home runs or multiple regionals with multiple regional games in a row with home runs. It's something ridiculous. Like he was on a really like a hot streak. He's up to bat, right? So like Stanford's not in a position where like th- they need something to happen or the game's over. There was tied bottom of the ninth, but they wanted something to happen. Not, not, not let Texas have any more of an opportunity because they, like I said, had scored from runs late to tie the game. Hits a medium depth pop fly into right central right center field um the pitcher kind of lazily points up with his right hand more towards left field as he's turning around i think he just expected that that was going to be a can of corn type of pop-up but then catch it and move on um the outfield uh the the behind the home behind home plate camera angle that was zoomed in on the outfielders as the play was developing showed both the center fielder and right fielder kind of jogging in a little bit and both kind of like were looking around shrugging like they couldn't see the ball shortstop or whoever was in the middle infield was running out was like pointing at it but the ball ends up falling I don't know 10 15 feet ahead of the right fielder who probably could have made a catch on it had he seen it and, and made you know his full effort to get there 
um, or, you know, was making an effort to get there without seeing the ball. Like, you don't, you don't know what to do. You can't run, possibly get hit in the face with it. Um, yeah, ball ends up dropping. He didn't see it. Stanford wins, wins super regional, goes on to Omaha. Um, just hate to see it, man. Yeah. Well, you do love to see it. I, I, I personally love to see it. And I've been, I've been roasting the, the horns and all the social media place where I was commenting. I was like, man, it couldn't happen to a better program. Well, Texas Tech went to Stanford this year, right? And and beat them. Beat them. Yeah, they took the series. So we don't have to talk about what happened in Austin. That's not relevant. No, not at all. Uh, you know, kind of feel for the right fielder, but then again, like, that's the game, man. Uh, I, I saw <laughs> a lot of Horns yeah. fans uh, complaining about the conditions of the field. It was like, you know, both, both teams had, had to play in those conditions. Uh, it's not like... You know, I mean, maybe you can say Stanford had an advantage because they've that they've played there more often and they're used to those conditions, but like maybe they popped it up on purpose. Looking into the into the twilight night sky, tracking a baseball, like that's pretty universally difficult everywhere, right? Well, like, that, it's not that like could it's be more their, difficult in Stanford. Could be their annexation of Puerto Rico call. I mean, that's the <laughs> Yeah. And, the, okay. And this is this is where we do a sack fly precisely right at the right precise time of day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we hit it high enough that it goes above the lights, possibly. Stanford's like, got a lot of smart people. There's probably some astrophysicist sure. calling down to the to the uh, <laughs> you know to the dugout. Like, okay, now's the time. Sack fly. Hit, this is it. This is the hit time. This in, hit this in the right fielder. He will never see it. Yeah. I read the Martian. I I, I know. Just do yeah, it now. Those, do it now. JPL laboratories, they're out there in uh, Northern <laughs> California. Yeah. So Super Regionals wrapped up. Uh, field in Omaha is set. Wake Forest, not a surprise, made it through. Florida, not a surprise, made it through. Uh, they swept South Carolina, which is good to see as a Texas Tech fan, uh, whereas South Carolina swept Florida in the regular season, so they got their revenge. Virginia made it through past Duke. Oral Roberts as a four seed from a regional makes it through. They took down Oregon, um, took three games to do it. TCU swept Indiana state. They had an interesting, uh, change of venue because Indiana state, uh, was hosting or not Indiana state, but the, the city that Indiana state is located in was hosting the special Olympics, uh, and didn't have the, the resources available to host a super regional TCU fans, um, booster club, wh- whatever it was, ended up sending a bunch of money, um, to the Special Olympics organization. So you like to see that, but TCU ends up hosting a Super Regional against Indiana State and wins. They win the two games. Tennessee uh, had some weather issues with their series. Their Super Regional against Southern Miss took them three games, but they do advance. We just talked about Stanford and then LSU, uh, the other uh, SEC versus SEC Super Regional. They took down Kentucky, um, who... I think you can make a case like probably like, yes, they were in a super, but like, should they have been like a regional host? Uh, I don't know. Cause their, their, their conference record was atrocious. Um, they got the benefit of having one of the highest RPIs because of their schedule. Uh, although they were, uh, I think their final record was worse than Texas techs. Um, I'm probably just making that up, but they, 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 they were, High, highly favored within the RPI realm, um, but didn't have the win-loss record to necessarily back it up. 
as a uh, true uh, like one seed, I have not seen Wake Forest play, but they are like the hands-on like favorites to win this thing. They are just a juggernaut. Apparently, um, Florida's right there as a two seed. Uh, I would like to see LSU as a five get in there, make some noise. Um, Tommy Tanks, Dylan Cruz, their their pitching staff is just ridiculous. They got that Skeens transfer from uh, Air Force, I believe. Uh, Skeens is just a ridiculous starting pitcher. Like he, uh, super regional, just like um, just a machine out there. Um, I don't want to see TCU continue to be hot. I want to see them like lose to Oral Roberts. I think that would be pretty funny. Um, I don't, I, I don't even know if they're on the same side of the bracket. Uh, Tennessee, one of those teams. Like I've got some rooting interest because that's where my mom went. Uh, but it's also one of those schools where like everybody loves to hate because their head coach is a giant D bag and his team takes on his personality and they're giant D bags. Um, TCU and Oral Roberts are on the same side of the bracket. Just FYI, they play each other. They play each other first. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I'll watch that game. Uh, cause until they lost, um, I think it was game one of their supers. Oral Roberts had won like 21 or 22 games in a row. Um, they went undefeated through through their regional. Uh, they obviously w- went undefeated through their their conference tournament, and even before then, they just were on such a hot streak. Uh, they drop one in Oregon, but then take two more. So there's something like twenty three and one in their past twenty four games. Um, I mean, like if you want to get hot, like this is the time to do it. So Stanford, uh, applaud you for taking out Texas. Couldn't care less where you go. Virginia couldn't care less. Um, TCU, I, I, I hope you lose. <laughs> um, Wake Forest, I'm interested in. Florida, I'm interested in. LSU, I'm interested in. So And Oral Roberts, I guess, by default. Yeah, it's just Golden Eagles. Uh, one of their games, actually, it was just interesting. They they One of their, their uniforms is like a really, really dark navy blue. Uh, they were playing Oregon. So Oral Roberts were wearing their blue and white pants. So blue jersey, white pants. Oregon was wearing their black pants, black shirts, white pants, almost indistinguishable between the two, like just looking at shirt color and pants. Cause it's like all Roberts blue is so dark. Um, obviously if you're looking at like the, the fonts and the, the colors of like the numbers and everything, you, can, you could have picked them apart, but there is an oral Roberts fan in my neighborhood. Cause they had a flag up. Hmm in the spring and it must have been for the NCAA tourney because I, I had to look it up. I thought, what, why did they have them up? Yeah. Oral Roberts, the basketball team went 30 and five last year. They went undefeated in conference play. They were 18 and zero, Um, and so they made the tourney and got the honor to lose to number five Duke in the first round, <laughs> 74 to 51. <laughs> So you barrel through, you win, you win 30 games, then you lose by 23 points. Yeah. But I guess that was why there was a flag. If they were down by 17 at halftime, I mean, it was poor, poor oral Bob felt bad for him, but that was the first, because my neighbor and I were just kind of chatting in his garage and I was looking over, I was like, what flag is that? Cause I couldn't place it. I had to Google it and I think he might have suggested it and I looked it up like, Oh yeah, they're the Eagles. Okay. That makes sense. 
I had no idea. The anyway, golden so eagles. congrats to the Oral Roberts fan who lives <laughs> a block south and a couple doors west from from me. Yeah. I guess we were a kind of borderline Oral Roberts fan since we got Kevin, Kevin O'Banner from them, but that's about it. No? Okay. So interest level for you, Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, you know, it's fine. I might, I might watch some of the, you know, the, the final two teams. Yeah. We'll see. I, I might right. pull up for a little bit of that. It's too hard to follow without tech in there. I mean, it's just too hard to follow, but I am well, going to Vegas this weekend. If you have any wagering tips, I did see, and not to jump ahead, but if you're ready to talk about football, yeah, um, an early line came out. I think it's. I think Tech is favored by 17 against Wyoming. Is it 17? I I, I thought I said it was 13 at one point. Maybe it was 13. Dang it! I don't let's, remember. Uh, let's let's not jump ahead too far, Michael. Let's let's get the the music in. Let's get the highlights playing. And we'll oh yeah, football. sure. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Sorry, man. Let's get. Let's go. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chuck keeps himself. Made two guys miss. Touchdown! Two now the end zone. Picked off and it's picked off. Pick six, Jeffers! Slager able to escape. And that picked off. Back-to-back turnovers and water. One of the other ways. Back down the sideline. Touchdown. Pick six. 70 yards. Marquise Waters. Play fake. Finds Tharp again. And he's in the end zone for his first collegiate touchdown. The deep ball. Picked off at the 20-yard line. Smith to throw it. Has a man downfield. And Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix. Brooks to the left side to the five. Touchdown, Red Raiders. Smith. Find a little time. Throwing to the back of the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Tied at 38. Three seconds to go. 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good. He's good. it i don't know where you've been but tyler shuck was named starting quarterback on friday surprised not at all yeah no he's uh, whatever this data is there but like is going to point to it's like seven and one as a starter uh and like undefeated as a starter where he plays the whole game um and if if we want to overplay what the what the scrimmage bent i mean Darren Morton had some pretty tough. He had a pretty tough day. Yep. So I mean, I don't know. It it, it doesn't surprise me. It and it doesn't. I'm I am overplaying that very much. I, I have a ton of confidence in Baron Morton, and I expect to see him play quite a bit this season. The way things have gone uh, the last several years for Texas Tech. So, uh, but I'm not surprised to see Shuck get the nod. No, not at all. And I, I do appreciate the timing. You know, that was something I never I never liked. I whined about it a lot on the podcast. Um, just announce the damn starter, man. Let's uh let, let let's get let's get this freaking ball thrown down the field. Let's figure this out. Let's go. You're announcing it in June. Fantastic. Let's do it. Done. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I I like Baron Morton. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Uh, I, I have a hard time like wanting to roll with um, youth over experience, especially when the experience is like Shuck's pretty dang good uh, when he's healthy. Uh, and, and you can even look back to his playing days at Oregon. I think he was six and one as a starter there too. So dude just wins, wins games. Um, you know, if, if you look at the line, like and consider him like, like a starting pitcher and he's 12 and two, as the pitcher of record, like, yeah, I, I want him to be the starter. <laughs> um, so Tyler Shuck, starter, starting quarterback. Uh, there was some copy pasta going on the Twitter, kind of rolling 
uh, making fun and trolling some some UT reporter talking about Quinn Ewers, um, which was a just a blast to have fun with uh, at, at his expense. Talking about how great he's going to be because um, there was so much love for Quinn Ewers coming out of the spring, and then that uh, that Twitter video came out of like just how bad he looked in their spring game. It was like this is the quarterback y'all are really excited about. This is the guy. Um, and, and, and they were talking about, again, that was also being used in the, the recruitment of Micah Hudson. Uh, was that five-star receiver that is down to um, like a handful of blue bloods in Texas tech. Um, like there's only, only one, one real option. If he's considering like the, the offensive theme or offensive scheme he wants to play in. Uh, and that's what Texas fans were saying. And then like Texas tech fans are saying like, you mean he wants to play with this guy? It was that same video of Quinn Ewers, like just looking like absolute trash. Um, and now that I'm saying that, I, I can't remember if it was just Quinn Ewers or if it was Ewers and Manning combined, but both just had atrocious. And, and the Manning love, I, I I get that like he's a Manning, but like if you look at his stats and everything and what, what he's done so far, is like, really? I don't know if I would have paid for that kind of guy or anything like that. So I looked it up real quick. Uh, the opening line for Texas Tech at Wyoming was 13 and a half. It's moved, Michael, to 14. Oh, man. I hope I can. I hope I can get that. <laughs> I hope I can get that when I when I get there. I'm going to we're going to land the plane and I'm going to have them taxi me straight to the nearest sports book. I need just push me, push me out the door. <laughs> so are you taking are you taking Texas Tech minus 14 or you think Wyoming is, is going to cover oh. that? Oh, I'm taking Texas Tech. I'm taking okay. them Red Raiders. All right. Defense defense travels, baby. It does. It does. Um, that's exciting. It's just, a I, short, I, it's just a short bus ride. I mean, that's practically like going to Houston. It's no no big deal. Sure. Sure. Uh, and and, and I, I know we talked about it before, but there's a, there's a contention of Red Raider fans making the trip up. Uh, I know you can – there's planning going on in a certain Discord server – uh, going, making the the flight out to Denver, and then the the drive up to Cheyenne. Um, I think I think there's even like a stadium tour being planned Saturday morning. I think they're going to Rockies game on Friday night. It's all kinds of good stuff for you if you wanna you wanna get in on the shenanigans on the trip up to Wyoming. Apparently, through the Tex Tech Athletic uh, ticket office, this is one of the highest re- requested away games so far this season. Now, granted, it's early, right? It's game one. But I think a lot of tech fans, uh, specifically, you know, a handful from this this Discord server, are uh, are making their voices heard and they're saying like, "I want to travel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that that trip out to Wyoming because why not?" Um, this past weekend, there was a big time recruiting uh, visit weekend planned. Most of the guys that were on campus were already committed; had been longtime commits. There were a handful of uncommitted guys. Like there was like one or two per position group. And, uh, if you follow all of the let's go and Ric Flair tweets from Joey McGuire and all the rest of the recruiting staff, anywhere between three and five guys committed. One has officially announced and it's offensive lineman Ellis Davis from prosper. He is a high three star according to rivals. Dude is massive, six seven, two seventies. He's already looking like a tackle. Um, among the guys suspected as being within that group, uh, because I, I think I mentioned it earlier, there are guys on the text that recruiting staff that will tweet out 
sound alike name gifts of celebrities. Um, others that are suspected to have, have committed it would be defensive back Peyton Morgan, uh, defensive end edge rusher type Eddie Smith, and possibly even uh, Micah Hudson himself. There have been some Michael Crabtree quotes that he mentioned he wants to be better than Crabtree. Uh, and and the the fashion that the recruiting staff has been teasing out, at least at least playing into the the drama that that Hudson is himself drumming up on his, his own Twitter account. Um, recruiting coordinator uh, Coach Nance Brian Nance tweeted out the the picture of of Crabtree's uh, winning touchdown catch over Texas because Hudson's mentioned he wants to be better than Crabtree. And then there was a picture of both of uh, Crabtree's Blitnikoff trophies. Um, again, reference back to Crabtree there. So, um, that, well, I mean, huge, huge, uh, in terms of like your recruiting class rankings, I think you're in the twenties again. Yes. If once these guys get, get added in to the, the class officially, um, especially with, with the caliber of, of Micah Hudson, cause he is a five-star. I think he is the number six overall player in the class. You would jump up into top 10, uh, territory. Also helps that you had two guys in your current commit group bumped up from three to four stars. One of them being Lubbock Cooper offensive lineman, Holton Hendricks and Midland Odessa area, Permian Basin receiver. I can't remember which school he goes to. Uh, wide receiver Ivan Carrion is this is a six six guy getting a lot of attention and love from Oklahoma. There is some concern there that he may flip, but uh, as of right now, he's a part of the Red Raider recruiting class and uh, got his fourth star. So uh, the other recruiting tidbit I wanted to point out, Michael, was that there was a Baylor defensive back. He had played some for the Bears, uh, including returning an interception for a touchdown in the game against Texas Tech uh, that hit the portal. And got a text tech uh, offer fairly quickly. Uh, I would assume there there has been some overlap there in terms of when the coaching staffs were there. Um, but Adonis McCarty would have some eligibility left if he were to transfer into Texas Tech. I think he's got a couple of years, so he would be a grad transfer. Um, and I believe he plays in like uh, that hybrid defensive back role, uh, safety linebacker role. So it would be the star position. Uh, so think of like a, a Muddy Waters type. Adonis McCarty. The last transfer named Adonis you got was pretty good. So played basketball, but Tex Tech has had some success with transfers named Adonis. Yes, this is true. <laughs> All right. That that was the, those were the football notes I wanted to run through really quickly. I do I guess want to give a a look ahead to some of our off season football related conversations. I do want to uh, before we get into like our our actual game specific previews or anything like that. We, I do want to look around at the Big Twelve strength of schedules and how they're ranked. Tech Tech actually has one of the the lowest strengths of schedules um, because you miss both the Oklahoma schools and you get uh, some of your toughest games at home. Texas being on the road. Um, but we'll talk about that. We'll look at the, the text tech schedule a little bit. We'll look at the newcomers that are on your schedule. So we'll give you a little bit more information on Houston, BYU and UCF. Uh, I'm trying to think if we have anything else planned football wise for off season conversations, which will change because 
football, uh, we're still three months away, two and a half months away, less than a hundred days. I, I know there, there are countdowns going on. Uh, I think we're in the eighties. So a couple different accounts I follow on Twitter that are doing a, a, a countdown. So anything else that, uh, was speaking to you, Michael football wise that you wanted to touch on before we, uh, wrap this one up. No, I just I just plan on putting a little bit of skin in the game if in Vegas on some futures too if I can and I think I've seen some of the some of the guys in the Discord have put some money down on Tyler Shuck to win Heisman. I forgot what the odds were. It was like plus 2500 or yeah, 25,000. I, I don't remember. But he's, uh he's if I can some- find that, I might do it too just to just to be part of the crowd. Well, then also like the, the tech tech over under at seven and a half, you can go ahead and hammer the over. Oh, on that. yeah. Psh, psh, hammer. So that's what a hammer sounds like. Yeah. Let's uh, let's get to what do we learn and then uh, wrap this one up and then we'll we'll get you some offseason content for, for next week. So what do you say, Michael? I'm ready. Let's do it. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, I want to give a quick going yard update before I... Talk, talk about my birthday, which was last week. Uh, finally got a break in the rains, Michael. My grass blowing up. I love it. Bermuda everywhere. Love that. It's spreading. And now that I want it, I actually want Bermuda. I'm loving it, man. I'm really enjoying the Bermuda grass. So 
I probably will hate it when it, when it, when it goes dormant and goes brown. But right now, man, it's growing like a weed. I love it. <laughs> uh, if if uh, you need some some yard advice, uh, now would probably be a great time to put down some, some fertilizer. So fall in the rains before we get uh, the 100 plus degrees. Um, Bermuda's going to love this weather. Like it loves hot, hot, hot weather. Uh, as long as you're you're doing your watering uh, on the pre-approved days. I know if you live in, in the city of Lubbock, depending on your address, you've got certain days that you can water. You can still get your water down on those two days. Uh, water, but yeah, it's time to hit it with a little fertilizer and really get that grass growing. Yeah. I mowed today. That's my going yard update. I need to mow. I'm actually looking forward to it again. Cause I'm, 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 I'm used to saying the mower on the highest setting and then like cutting and like just having a bushy yard. Cause that's, that's what you need for, for turf type tall fescue. It's tall fescue. Now I'm like, I'm pushing it. Like I'm low in the mo- lowest I can go. And it's like, it's, it's great. Well, I've got, uh, I've got a couple of updates. One, um, Tommy Tuberville still sucks. Yep. That's mm-hmm. something I learned this that's week. A, that's a thing. He still sucks. It's a, uh, it's a thing. W- wasn't he like siphoning money off of a foundation to buy a truck or something? <laughs> that wasn't even what I was going to talk about, but maybe, uh, probably. I, 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 I think that, that's the latest news I saw. Like he was taking funds out of a foundation he helped to set up uh, to buy himself a vehicle. Oh, so well, that, the, that, the thing I was right. going to bring up was his um, his bill. That he's working on with Mansion about the college players and all oh, that gosh. kind of stuff, and uh, you know, part of it is the players cannot get medical expenses unless they graduate. That's dumb. What? So, I mean, that that just ruins it for people who leave early, or anyway. I mean, that that was one of the things. There's a ton of things. Um, you can't strike an NIL deal until they've completed at least a semester of college. Uh, something about creating a centralized trust to support travel for an athlete's family to events and cover out of pocket medical expenses for athletes. And then the trust is funded from any revenue generating college level tournament or playoff. Each tournament must deposit at least 1% of annual proceeds into the trust, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So it's, it's not leaving the school liable, liable for any of this stuff. Uh, and then the other thing, let's see, what is he? NIL deals are to be reported to the school and the NCAA, including compensation packages within 30 days of striking the deals. And there's a standard template contract created. There might be some good in there, but man, I don't trust this guy at all to have what's best for the sport and or the athletes in mind. He's just wants what's best to get himself reelected in whatever district, city, town, place he's running in so anyway i learned that i learned one other thing unless you have some more thoughts on that well no i so i, I want to go back and, and and share some context of what i said about the truck thing so fred wellman Please. was the person that that tweeted it out i was like i don't even know who this person is so I, I, I clicked on his account uh, democracy uh, this is from his bio democracy advocate army combat veteran host of on democracy podcast um has a cool three hundred nine thousand followers so 
I will, I will give him a little bit of uh, credit here. He retweeted, uh, quote tweeted a, a, a tweet from Defense News where Defense News account says, Senator Tommy Tuberville blanket hold on military confirmations could create as many as five Joint Chiefs vacancies. Um, and what Wellman said was deeply evil. Tommy Tuberville created a fake Veterans Foundation and bought himself a truck with it while not even donating a single dollar to support vets one year. He is nothing but a fraud and a rotten asshole. <laughs> So there you somebody, go. somebody grab that. That's just, just Spitzer talking. That's not a quote. <laughs> no, I was a direct quote. <laughs> direct quote. Uh, do I agree with it? Yeah, sure. But direct quote. <laughs> um, the other thing I noticed I don't, or, or learned, do, are you a member of the, of the local library? Uh, I am not. Do you have a library card? Okay. We, does we have she, one in the house. Does she use the the Libby app, which is mm-hmm. the way that you can browse and get ebooks and audiobooks from the library? No. Uh, she checks the website to check availability of books before she goes because our boys love like one that they love to go on a trip to the library and check out a handful of books. Hayden has been going through dinosaur books like crazy. I think we've got five checked out currently. He'll bring them up to you. Like he wants you to read them. This kid at two and a half can tell you like a dozen different dinosaur names, like correctly identify them. Um, oh and gosh. not just like, not just like T-Rex, but like Parasaurolophus and, um, uh, Spikador, not Spike, Skidamariki Dinky Dink, Spikosaurus, Allosaurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. So yeah, we are we are we are uh, patrons of of the library here, but we don't have the Libby app. No, we probably okay. should now that you bring it up. You 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 should definitely look into that because there's a ton of stuff available through the app. All you need is your library card info, and then you know you can search and get audiobooks and ebooks and everything. The thing I wanted to share though is, on top of that, you can register for the Houston Library. And the Houston library has a lot of stuff. So you can get a Houston library card, add it to your Libby account, and then have a lot more stuff available to you. There's nothing shady about it. As long as you're a Texas resident, you can apply for a Houston library card, get it, and then um, be able to check out even more digital content for free. That's what I learned. It's been great. Because I've been plowing through some Stephen King audiobooks lately, I I I don't know what it is. We've been that, uh, this we've, all stemmed from me mowing today because I I was like, you know, I get to listen to my Stephen King book while I mow. This is good. It's good. Day. Is it Libby by Overdrive? Uh, library audiobooks and eBooks. I assume that's the one, right? Be, it's like that's purple. Be it. it's well, it kind of depends on. Hang on. Probably depends on the platform. Yeah, or or even the library. I think sometimes the library it's connected to it depend it changes. What does what the heck does that thing look like? Oh well, I have a shortcut. Yeah, it looks like a person. <laughs> this is helpful. A person reading a book. Is it L I B B Y or L I B Y? L I B B Y. Okay, that's what I have. It's great. It's definitely worth checking out. Ha, great. Library pun. 
Um, yeah, because we we've been we've been listening when we were in the when we we're in the all, car all together. We've been listening to Harry Potter. Um, and there was a point. So we we went to Dallas last weekend. So regionals weekend. Um, and the car we rented did not have a CD player, but the audiobooks we had were on CDs. Like, do we we just need to buy the audiobook? to get us through the trip. And I was like, well, like the buying the audiobook would have been like 20 bucks. And we're like, it's fine. I was like, I don't want to spend that just to, to get us through the weekend. Um, so maybe, maybe one of these libraries will have Harry Potter on, on a audiobook. We can do it that way instead of keeping up with all these discs. But Jim Dale, man, he is a, he is a talented vocal voice actor, reader of audiobook for Harry Potter. Oh man, that's something else that's just incredible about these audiobooks is cuz the guy that's uh, okay, the the guy that's reading the I'm I'm reading the Mr. Mercedes or listening to the Mr. Mercedes audiobooks. It's a three-part series. It's about a detective who's hunting down a criminal who did something terrible. But anyway, um the guy that's reading it was is is the coach and remember the Titans. Okay. Obviously not Denzel Washington, but the other guy. Uh-huh. And then he was also in Armageddon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's so good. And you just like the, I actually, I recognized his voice before that. And I remembered him from a couple other random movies too. But anyway, he's really good. Does different voices. It's just incredible. Audiobooks are. I, I like. Have they always been this good? I've. I've I'm just going to Probably think not. that. I don't think so either. I, I feel like they've. They've kind of stepped it up a notch. Uh, there was another Stephen King book that I listened to last summer called uh, Billy Summers of all things, and it was read by a guy. I recognized his voice, but he was on house of cards and he was in a couple other things. I was like, man, I think that's who this guy is. And so, yeah, they're, they're getting actors to, to read them now. And I mean, not like, I just don't know. I just, I just have trouble believing that the ones that they sold in the truck stop in the nineties were probably as high quality of a production as the ones that they're putting out now. Oh, for sure. Not, um, sorry. What were you gonna say? No, I was about to say that's, I've, I've talked too much already. Go ahead. <laughs> You're excited about this. That movie. was what I was going to say. <laughs> we are, I'm, I'm going to sign in with, with our, our library card and we're, cause Harry Potter is, is available. So we, without even having to go to the, the Houston, we'll just do that. Not surprising if you're familiar with the books. Um, the first audio book, eight hours, the second, nine hours, the third, 12 hours. We're in the fourth book. It jumps from 12 to 21 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fifth book is 26 hours. Like this is a lot of like a lot of riding in the car um, for us. So last thing I want to share. Uh, so I have a, an Amazon wish list that I, I like to keep up to date for, for family to get me gift ideas or to share with family for gift ideas for birthday or whatever. Um, my birthday was last week. I turned 34. I feel Woo-hoo. it. I look it. Not really, but um Enjoyed some all hell meat steaks on Friday night. It was actually actually oh, my birthday. Right. They were really good. Got some jalapeno cheddar 
burgers and jalapeno cheddar sausage that were also really good. I would recommend. Um, Samantha got me a, a, a couple of things off of my list, my Amazon list. And then one thing not on my list, but I just, I, I, I had hinted to her like, because of the conversation you and I have had about Whataburger apparel. It's like, Hey, they've, they've got a store. Like, like if you're, if you just want to br- peruse browse and pick something out like father's day birth, whatever, like I would be down for just about anything on this list. So I open it. I open one of my gifts on Friday from Samantha and it's one of those Magellan long sleeve fishing shirts. Yes. But it's, but it's bright orange and then the sleeves have like the st- stickers on it that you and not like the stickers you would get from the burger because they're like national park themed um but then like the back is like magellan waterburger fishing team wow whatever it's a great shirt i love it uh and for whatever reason um starting then i've been i've been coordinating my apple watch face to match my shirt (laughs) so when i wore that shirt my, my my watch face here was orange Yes, this weekend, had to be. this weekend, uh, I got some new socks from, from Grace and Samantha. They were uh, like navy and pink argyle. I had a pink watch face. Uh, matched my tie too. Today I was wearing a blue shirt, and the shirt I have on has some blue in it too. Watch face, it's blue. I don't know why I just started doing this. Uh, I'm digging it. I love that shirt. By the <laughs> way, I'm, I, I I may just go like go into the academy too. I was like, I need some more of these Magellan long sleeve shirts. They're like, well, why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt? It's so hot. I was like, touch this shirt and you'll understand that it's not a hot shirt. <laughs> great material. Great fit. I don't know. It was great. But it was also like the bright orange um, water burger. It's great. I love it. Um, so, yeah. I'm sure you're, y'all are tired of hearing my, my chair creak. Uh, that'll do it for us on 23 Personnel Podcast. We are officially in the off season. Uh, track team, we didn't we didn't talk about that. They got shafted because of a stupid rule uh, interpretation. Um, but baseball's in the offseason. Looking ahead to football. All kinds of great stuff lined up for you for the summer. From Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23 Personnel, Spencer at Punt Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly. 